Let's start in a word of prayer this morning. Our Heavenly Father, we, we thank you so much for this time. And Lord God, we thank you for your word that brings us truths and a life that we can live by. And we thank you for your word. We ask your blessing upon us as we look into it this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I bet you've heard it said many times, you know, and to this day, something, you know, friends will say, they are best friends to this day, or you can see the scar to this day. Um, when my daughter Jenny was little, her uh, grandmother, Donna May, my mom, she uh, fed her a little too much cheese, and to this day, my daughter doesn't like cheese. That's what our focus is going to be on today, to this day. Pastor Gary was actually very jealous when he found out that my time landed on the book of Joshua. And, you know, I'm just, la- I'm just happy that I didn't fall on Judges or Leviticus or something like that. Joshua is a storybook, and I love stories. I love hearing stories, and I love telling my grandkids stories. Yeah, I tell them a lot of stories. Um, and today we're going to look at the book of Joshua. And for some of you, it's an old story you've heard many times. For others, it might be something that you've heard for the first time. But before we get there, let's back up a little bit and look at some history before the book of Joshua starts. The Israelites were held captive by those mean old Egyptians for about 400 years. The whole time the Israelites flourished, and they numbered over about 2 million people at this point. And that's amazing because they started at about 70 people. Now God hears their cries for freedom and did some amazing miracles to bring the Israelites out of Egypt. One of the most spectacular being he opened up the Red Sea and let the whole family pass through. Again, isn't that amazing? You know, two million strong, this whole family is going through. So I'm sure they all knew each other. Maybe maybe there were some Egyptians scattered in there, but there were two million strong. However, shortly after these spectacular events, the the Israelites made some poor decisions, and including whining and moaning until God finally said, "Okay, guys, fine. You can wander in the wilderness for forty years until everybody twenty years older will die off, even Moses." was not allowed in the promised land. However, Joshua was. So in the beginning of the book of Joshua, we read that Moses is dead and that God is speaking to Joshua and is very clear that he will keep his promise and he will give them this new promised land. So God told Joshua, As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you and be Strong and be of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So there's a short update of the book of Joshua. Now let's dive in. And our first story is the crossing of the Jordan. After 40 years of wandering around in the wilderness, Joshua says to the Israelites, Prepare provisions for yourselves, for within three days you will cross over the Jordan to possess this land which the Lord your God is going to give you. Okay, now you can see here 
Yeah, it's up there. And thanks to my wife, who's doing the cues. Um, you can see down on the bottom, we've got the Red Sea, or the Dead Sea, I should say. And then way up at the top, you can see the Sea of Galilee, and right in between there is the Jordan River. Now, closer down to the Dead Sea, at the top of it, you can see the city of Jericho. That's about where they're going to cross that Jordan River, okay? Now, can you imagine the excitement that the people were feeling at this time? I mean, the hum that was in the air. Three days from now, we are going to cross the Jordan River, and we're going to go to the Promised Land. But I bet you some of them were saying, hey, I don't want to get my stuff all wet, you know? And they were worried about that. And at this time, the Jordan River was at flood stage. It's interesting that if you read in the Old Testament, over and over, the crossing of the Red Sea is mentioned, usually in the context of how great and powerful God is. Well, God did indeed again want to show the Israelites that he was all-powerful and would take care of them. And the Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. So this whole family, two million strong, they line up against the Jordan River, and the moment the priests feet touched the water, the water rose up in a heap. I would imagine it's like the hand of God just pushing it back, you know, and you can see the water there, and it's just like in a glass, or better yet, in, in a fish tank, and you can see fish swimming in the, in the water. And again, the people had passed, just as the people had passed through the Red Sea, the people walked through on dry ground. Now, I have to be honest. If I were walking along there, you know what I would do. I would stick my finger in the water. You know, I would just do it. That's, I'm naughty. I, I have to admit that I would do that. Now, before they left the river, the Lord commanded them to have one person from each of the 12 tribes to grab a stone and bring with them. Now, I would imagine that they had some bigger guys, like Rick, you know, they wouldn't have chosen a scrawny guy like me because I would have carried the small little stone. But they would have chosen bigger guys. Then, when they settled down for the night, they placed these 12 stones in a certain spot. Then Joshua spoke to the children of Israel, saying, When your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What are these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan before you until you had crossed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up for us, before us until we had crossed over, that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. And then we find this little interesting statement. The stones are there to this day. That little statement, to this day, it's repeated many times in the book of Joshua, and we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But let's move on to our second story, and it's very famous just by its name. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, and a song that goes with it. 
Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Oh, Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, and the walls came tumbling down. Yeah, you know it. Now, Joshua had sent two spies into the promised land, and he said to these two spies, he said, Now, make sure that you check out that city of Jericho. I want you to look at that specifically. The two spies did go into Jericho, and they ended up in the house of Rahab, which was a house of ill repute because Rahab was a harlot. Now, someone must have noticed these two spies walking through the city and told the king, I just have to stop right here and say, evidently these spies weren't the best of spies, you know? Were they sleeping in the Spy 101 class or what? And were were they walking around and say, oh, hey, yeah, we're just passing through. Don't mind us. We're just two Israelite spies. going to conquer you. No big deal, you know. Oh, by the way, we're, yeah, we'll be in Rahab's house, but don't worry about it, you know. I don't know what they said. Not very good spies. Anyway, the king sends two of his, a few of his men to check this out. But Rahab hides them on the, on the roof. Then Rahab hides a, or lies a little bit. The, the king's men come, and she says, Oh, yeah, yeah, those guys, they came. Uh-huh, yep, I saw them, but they went that way. Yeah, and if you run really fast, you'll catch them. It actually says that. It's really funny. Evidently, these uh, king's men, they weren't geniuses either, and they went running. Rahab plans work, and the two spies are saved. Long story short, Rahab knew that the Israelite God was very powerful and would end up destroying the people of Jericho. So she makes a deal with these two spies. She says, Now therefore, beg of, I beg of you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you also will show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token and spare my mother, or my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all that I have and deliver our lives from death. The spies make the oath and to spare Rahab and her family. Rahab lowers the spies down from her house, which was located on the outer wall of the city of Jericho. Then God tells Joshua that he will give Israel victory over the mighty city of Jericho. However, the victory will take place in a very unusual way. God told Joshua to have the army and the priests carrying trumpets march around the city of Jericho for six days in a row. Then, on the seventh day, they are to march around the city of Jericho seven times with the priests, and then when the priests blow their trumpets, all of the people of Israel are to shout, and that's exactly what they did. The priests blew their trumpets, the people shouted, and the walls came tumbling down. But let's not forget about Rahab and her family. We read, And Joshua spared Rahab and the harlot, her father's household, and all that she had. And again, we find that little statement written, So she dwells in Israel to this day. All right. Next story, call it the scam, Joshua 9. God was also allowing Joshua and the Israelites to conquer anyone they came with, 
uh, came against. And word was spreading about how they conquered Jericho. So the Hittites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, all these ites heard about Israel, and they decided to band together and go against Israel. However, the people of Gibeon, the Gibeonites, they decided to do something different. They decided to do something a little sneaky and underhanded. So they, load, they find some donkeys, and I would imagine these donkeys are just you know, walking piles of bones. And then they load it up with, with uh, old gunny sacks and some wineskins for water that were all cracked and worn out. Then I would imagine, I would just imagine that they found some of the scrawniest, ugliest-looking guys they could find in, the, in Israel, or in Gibeon. And they probably, you know, had teeth missing and ratty hair. And then they told them, hey, go put on some of your stinkiest, you know, worn-out clothes and maybe some sandals that look like this. Then to top it off, they found some bread that was all moldy and, and just dry and crusty. Now they're ready to go. They're set to go. Now comes the scam. They went straight to Joshua, who wasn't really that far away. They marched into the Israelite camp looking all exhausted. They said, we have come from a far, far distant land to make peace with you. But the Israelites were a little skeptical. Hey, I'll give them that much. Hey, that was good. They said, how do we know that you're not pulling our legs? How do we know that you're not just living up the road from us? The people of Gibeon had said, We have come to be your servants. We heard about how powerful you and your God are and have traveled from a far, far distance and to plead for our lives. Just look at our bread. I mean, it was just baked at Panera before we left. And, and now look at it. And our clothes, you know, hey, we just bought them at Kohl's the day before we left. And, oh, it's been an arduous journey. You can just imagine their bottom lips, you know, and a little whimper maybe. Joshua and his friends buy the scam hook, line, and sinker. Without asking the Lord, they make a treaty with this sorry bunch of scalawags. Long story short, Joshua promises to save the Gibeonites and not kill them. And we read, that day he made the Gibeonites woodcutters and water carriers for the assembly to provide for the needs of the altar of the Lord. And that is what they are to this day. Ah, next story. The sun stands still. Just after that, word gets to the king of Jerusalem that the people of Gibeon had made this peace treaty with the Israelites and became their allies. So the king asked four other kings to come with him and go wipe out these Gibeonites because they made, were made allies of Israel. The Gibeonites find out about this plan. Evidently, there's some loose lips there or something. Maybe the spies were involved. I don't know. Joshua asks the Lord what to do. Then God promises to Joshua that they will conquer these kings, king of Jerusalem and these other kings, and not a single one of them will survive. So, Israel starts a war to protect the Gibeonites. Here's where it gets really interesting. 
This really wasn't much of a battle because God confuses the enemies. Then, in the middle of the battle, Joshua commands the sun and the moon to stop. The sun and the moon stop for an entire day. There has never been a day like it before or since when the Lord listened to a human being. Surely the Lord was fighting for Israel. Long story much shorter, the five bad kings, they run off and hide into this cave, and Joshua finds out about them. He goes there and kills them. And then we read, at the mouth of the cave they place large rocks, which are there to this day. Those are just a few stories, fun stories, and maybe you want to go back and read the book of Joshua because it's really cool. But let's go back and make some to-this-day applications. Just as Pastor Gary has been going through and picking out some verses, let's core down and see if we can find some core truths from God's Word today. Pastor Gary and I were talking the other day about this book, chapter, and verse series that he's going through, and he said that he feels that God is revealing to him that God wants us to see him, to know him, and to follow him. To see him, know him, and follow him. And I think we're going to find the same revelation true today. So let's look at our main core verses today. We find that in Joshua chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you, Do not turn from it from the right or the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not fear. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. There had been a huge change in the Israelite, for the Israelite people. Moses was gone after 40 years had passed. God had taken them out of Egypt. However, God was not going to disown them. God was not going to renege on his word. He was not going to let it down. He promised them a new land, and that's what he was going to give them, the promised land. He tells his people, be strong, be courageous, do not fear, do not be discouraged. Let me ask you this. What are you afraid of? What gets you discouraged? Just the other day, I encouraged a friend who was going through a trial to be strong, be courageous. Life throws us some terrible stuff. And we're just fooling ourselves if we think that, oh, we can avoid it or that we'll be lucky and it won't ever happen to us. I tell you what, the rain falls on the good and the bad. The storms, like last Monday, come to the good and the bad. Some of these, so what are are these core verses? What are they telling us? I think they're saying, stay on the path. Stay on the path that God has set before you. But how do we know which path to take? We read by, by reading and studying his word. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. 
then you will be prosperous and successful. Now, we could get into a long discussion about the definition of success. In today's world, we, a lot of times people measure it by how much money you have, how many possessions you own. I don't know if you saw the news the other day, but they, someone had done some research, and they finally figured out that having a lot of money doesn't really make you happy. And they, I think they said that if you make over $105,000, it doesn't bring you true happiness. We mentioned that in our Sunday school class, and someone said, hey, sign me up for that research project. I just want to try it to see if it's true, you know? So what can bring you true success or happiness? Well, we could spend hours listing out that, but our core verses help us. If we obey God's word, if we meditate on his word and do what it tells us, then we can be prosperous and have success. With all that being said, now we'll go back to our stories that we looked at this morning, and let's see if we can apply those core truths to the stories that we learned from this morning. So first of all, we have the Israelites crossing the Jordan. Remember how after they had crossed the river, they also grabbed these stones as a memorial to help them remind them of what happened. More specifically, God had wanted them to make sure that the Israelite people explain to their children that these rocks are to remind them of something. And that something was that all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. So I think the core element that we can apply to us today is for us to lay down some remembrance rocks for your kids, for your families. As you travel along life's road, make some traditions. Make sure that you let your kids know who you are and make sure that you help them understand what you believe. Help them to know who you are and who God is. I believe, I believe those things can include a lot of things, and going to church is one of them, but that's not the most important thing. It's, it's critical, don't get me wrong. But it's also your testimony, your faith in God. It's how you treat others. It's how you react in life. It's your prayer life. It's how you serve God, and much, much more. Hopefully at the end of your life, people can say of your life, I see those foundation stones, and they are there to this day for all to see. How about the story of Jericho? What can we learn from that? As you recall, Rahab was spared from death because she believed and understood who God was. The God of the Israelites was a powerful God, an all-powerful God. And if you were not with God, you were against him, and he would destroy you. Rahab and her family received salvation because she stepped out in faith, believing an oath sworn before God would be honored. The spies swore that oath before God, and it had to be honored because God keeps his word. And Rahab and her family became a part of the Israelite family. How does that core truth apply to us today? Well, God is a merciful God. And he has provided a way of salvation 
through his son Jesus Christ who died on the cross for us sins. Just as Rahab was not living a virtuous life, none of us, none of us are without sin. And we all deserve sin. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. But if we call out to God and we plead for our lives, he will show us mercy. And just as Rahab became a part of the Israelite family to this day, so you can become a part of God's family to this day. And it, no one can take that salvation away from you. It will last forever. What can we learn from the scam story of the Gibeonites? Well, I think the main thing that we can learn there is that Joshua and his friends bought that scam hook, line, and sinker without asking the Lord. They made that treaty with that sorry bunch of scalawags. We need to go to God and ask for his help. If you're like me, all too often I jump in with both feet, and pretty soon I'm up to here in hot water. We need to stop and pray before jumping in. We need to pray and ask for God's help. He is faithful to give us guidance if we are patient and wait for it. Lastly, what can we learn from the story when God made the sun and the moon stand still? We can learn that we serve an awesome and powerful God. There is absolutely nothing he can't do. He made the sun, the moon, and the stars. So if he can do that, he can take care of us humans, too. He loves us, and he has given us scripture to help us to be prosperous and successful. We don't need to tremble or fear. We don't need to be discouraged. I want to leave you today with some of the most famous words that Joshua spoke at the end of his life, and I think you'll find them familiar. We read, Now therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, Put away the gods which your, your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day, this day, whom you will serve, whether the gods of your fathers, gods of the fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I hope that you can say, and to this day, I will serve the Lord. And you can say, I'm going to make sure that I lay down some foundation stones, some foundation rocks for my kids and my families to follow. I'm going to plead to God for his mercy and his salvation understanding that I, I am not worthy and it is only through his son Jesus that I can become a part of his family. I'm going to pray and ask for guidance as I go through life. I'm going to give God the glory and honor for he is a great and awesome God who is the Lord of all creation and I will try to understand that this awesome God wants to love me and take care of me. There are some great core truths from God's word that we can get. I hope that uh, you can apply them 
as you live out your lives here on earth. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we do thank you again for your word. Father, you are a great and awesome God, all-powerful God, and yet a God who reaches down and takes care of each one of us, takes care of us humans. Father, help us to understand that. Most importantly, help us to receive your salvation through your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for your work on the cross, Jesus. I pray your blessing on today, on us today, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.